Hey, hey, y'all. If you want to head to our website to check out all the different things Pizzazz offers, then just head to pizzazzart.com. That's P-Z-A-Z-Z-A-R-T.com. You will see our online memberships. We've got kids club memberships, our lettering club membership, our one project a month membership. We call that paint and praise. You will see some freebies that we've got there for you. And you'll see our local classes if you're local. So head to the website, check it out, pizzazzart.com, P-Z-A-Z-Z-A-R-T.com. Hey, hey, y'all, it's Casey Hope with the Here's Hope podcast. I am excited today to have one of our Lettering Club members, Jenny Turnell, is on, and she is going to share with us something that I think is going to inspire y'all. I've been seeing her do this for a couple of years now, and she has hosted these Bible journaling and lettering classes, and they're always so many people. They are they have so many um, different age groups, and I have just seen her use her gifts to pour into other people. And I thought, you know what? I bet there's a lot of ladies who want to do exactly what you're doing. And so I've asked her to come on and just to share what she's doing, all the logistics behind it, because this is something that um, that so many of you can do from wherever you're at. So welcome, welcome, Jenny. Thank you for taking the time to come on. Thank you. Yeah, if you will, just give us a little bit of background about kind of who you are, what you do, and how you started doing these. I want to kind of get to the the why and how you started, and then we'll go into exactly what. So tell us a little bit about why you're doing this, how you are doing it, and a little bit of background on you. I'm a former classroom teacher and ended up staying home with my kids for several years and then went back to do, doing some private tutoring. And I ended up working with a lot of kids who have dyslexia. And so sometimes words don't always make make sense. And I found that if you can pair, when I started Bible journaling, just kind of for fun, I found that if I used some of those ideas with my kiddos with dyslexia, if they could pair an image with the text, with what they were reading, it really helped them in studying and, te- and test taking and all of that sort of thing. So it kind of ignited a passion for me for Bible journaling and the importance of being able to take what you're reading and pair it with an image. There are a lot, there's a lot of scientific research, and we talk about that in this in the uh, workshops. A lot of scientific research out there about how much how much better images stick with you than just writing something down or just reading a text. And so that's kind of my why behind why I love Bible journaling, and I think it's very important. It's also very relaxing. I love to have to see women just come home, come in. One lady says, please don't ever stop teaching these because this is my downtime. This is my me time. And so people who it, like, like you do the peace and play, it's that's, that's what it is. It, you come in and you kind of just put everything, leave everything at the door, all your worries at the door and you walk in and just have a little me time for a little while which is, is really a lot of fun. I'm a mom and a grandmother and my middle granddaughter loves art. and We love to Bible journal together and I've seen the value of it for her. And I just like to share that with other people. Yeah. So here you say, and you know, that you were, that you, you have the background of teaching, mm-hmm. you love the, the benefits of the Bible journaling, but what made you want to start having classes for other people other than just like you and your granddaughter? I, I love to teach. I love to teach scripture. Um, and I just, I saw the value in it. And I saw, uh, I did a one, um, a class at a re- ladies retreat. The women loved it. 
and it just kind of, I kind of got the bug to keep doing it and, and keep bringing it to, to more women. A lot of people will walk in. I had several women yesterday who walked in and said, I've never heard of, I've never heard of this. And I like introducing that to them and then having them walk out going, I can't wait to come back and I can't wait to take this home. It was really helpful to me. It was really relaxing. One gal yesterday called it a mental pedicure. Um, <laughs> it's something that mothers and daughters can do together. And it's just something that I absolutely love. Yeah. That's awesome. Isn't that interesting when you hear that people have never heard of it? Because we've been doing it for years and you're like, what? You've never heard of it. So that's a fun, a fun thing to introduce them to. Well, I love when I am seeing your pictures that you post inside of our group, it just fills my soul so much because you just see that like you said, moms and daughters and grandmothers and granddaughters and friends who hadn't caught up with each other are coming around the table and they're able to do art, but they're also able to focus that art, not just for something that they're just going to hang up, but they get to focus on God's word at the same time. And I think there's so many people hungry for that. People who want to know more about what the Bible says, but sometimes just sitting down and reading it, they don't connect as well. But but being able to sit down with a passage and read it a little bit and talk around the table in a non-intimidating way, you know, talk around the table about what does this passage mean to you? Do you, you know, what is the background of this? And then being able to Bible journal, it just is, you know, just a very cool way to kind of do Bible study. And so when I see you doing this, I know there are ladies who are thinking, I would love to do something like that. You know, I would love, I know some ladies, it might be within their church or it might be just with some friends at their house. And so I would love for you to take some time to explain to somebody who's listening that says, I want to start this. I want you to explain your process. So for example, first place, like for the first thing, how did you figure out a place to do it? Okay. There are several places a lot of women want to do it at their church. And that obviously, and I, I go into churches sometimes and do this and they provide the space. I've taught at Hobby Lobby. One summer I did like a four week session at Hobby Lobby. They have a, most Hobby Lobbies, at least the ones in our area, have a community room that they let. Now this was pre-COVID. I don't know what they're doing since, but they let us use it for free. They didn't advertise for us, but they would let me put up a flyer and announce it. So I, I've done that. I've done birthday parties. I've had people say who said I had a gal who turned 20, uh, 31 and she wanted to do her birthday party on the Proverbs 31 woman. So we bought a bunch of Proverbs journals and we did a birthday party on that. A lot of it's word of mouth, but I, a lot of churches I think would be open to a lot of women's ministries would be open to allowing someone to host this and invite invite women from the community to come in. And where do you do yours? Are yours in a church? I do mine at a little bookshop in Frisco, Frisco, Texas. It's part of the Ministry of Insight for Living. They have a little bookstore and they opened, I think, back in 2018, 2019. And I walked in one day and went, oh my goodness, this is the perfect place for a Bible journaling class. And the girl went, oh, I love that idea. So they got together with their team and they decided it was something they wanted to try and it was very successful. And so they, we did one and it sold out. And then we did another one and it sold out. And so they asked us to come like do two. I used to partner with someone. I would do the Bible journaling. She would do the hand lettering. And then her work schedule got reached the point that she couldn't do it anymore. So that's why that's why I joined the Whatever Letter Club so I could brush up on my hand lettering. And now they, they give us, a, we have a room that we meet in, a big conference room, and we can take up, we take 40 women. 
and there's it usually sells out with a waiting list. And so I know that there's a hunger out there. Women want to get together. They want to have things. This is a great thing to do with mothers and daughters and grandmothers, with friends. Um, and there's there's a hunger for it. And there's a need, just an opportunity for women just to kind of take a few minutes and relax and kind of some me time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, those are some great tips on like where to do it. You know, I think a lot of people probably have not even thought of bookstores and Hobby Lobby. We used to teach at a Hobby Lobby and I don't remember even why we did it because we had our own studio, but I do remember doing it at Hobby Lobby. Now at the time that we did that, they did require that all of our supplies were bought from Hobby Lobby. I don't know if they still do that or not, um, or if it's different in different places, but mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, great ideas, churches, homes. Hobby Lobby, bookstores, places that libraries have community rooms. And I've taught at some event centers before. Okay. Just just hosted it myself, rented out the event center and hosted Mm -hmm. it myself. I will say, I think if you have a place that you don't have to pay for, like a, you know, a fellowship hall at a church or something like that, it really helps. It really helps cut down on, on expenses, obviously. Right, right. And speaking of expenses, tell us how you manage that. Because that might be something else people are thinking. Well, like, okay, well, that's great. A lot of times people feel like they have to do things for free. And that is not, like, it costs money to, it costs, everything costs money. If you're renting mm-hmm. the space, it costs money. If you're getting the supplies. So tell us a little bit on that as far as, like, what you charge and then what you what you provide, what you bring to the, um, the Bible journaling workshops. Okay. When I work through the bookstore, they can get that. We use the little ESV journals. And so like yesterday we were in the book of Galatians and it was, we had the, it's the interleaf journal. You have text on one side and then you have a blank page for journaling on the other. I, I think they run about $5 or so. You can order them on Amazon or some, you know, Lifeway Christian, a lot of places carry those. The bookshop that I when, I, when I teach at the bookshop, they provide the journals or the classes, and then I provide everything else. I have actually made little boxes that with pens and pencils. We sit at tables with about four to a table. We have 10 tables. And so I got these little plastic boxes that hold pens and pencils and erasers and paintbrushes and glue sticks and all scissors, all the little basics. And I just bring those every class. And then if we're at yesterday, we did watercolor. So I have 10 little pallets of watercolor that I just put on one at each table and the ladies just share those. I put some little paintbrushes out. So I provide all of the supplies. So all they have to do is show up. That's awesome. And do you do a different? Um, I've built it up over two or three years. It can get expensive if you try to go out and buy all that at once. So I started out just buying a class supply of pens and pencils and then added some glue sticks. And then when school supplies went on sale, I added colored pencils. So just kind of building it as you go. That's awesome. And then do you, um, you spoke about the interleaved journals and I love those. I know this is going to be on a podcast format, so not everybody can see what I'm about to hold up. But did you know that Ruth Simons does these too? Yes. I they just bought that whole set. Yeah. I bought it. I love it. But it's just yeah. I had a man who came, it's usually women, but last, I think at last workshop, I had a man show up who bought those and he wanted to learn how to use them. He wanted to know yeah. what he and it was, it was fabulous to have him there. Yeah. So what we're saying, um, for those of you that are listening, these are, if you don't want to, or I mean, there's so many different ways to do this. So you could do a Bible journal that has, you know, the thick columns on the side um, to, to do the Bible journaling. You could do, get a Bible journal that has the interleaved pages all throughout where every other page is a blank page for you to do. You can have your own little sketchbook that is totally separate from your 
from your Bible, but you can still Bible journal in that sketchbook. But then also these little, the books that Jenny was talking about and the ones that I bought from Ruth Simons, it's a one book of the Bible. So instead of getting the whole Bible, like I, like this set that I've got, it's the book of Matthew. There's another book of Mark. So that way you're just holding these little bit smaller Bibles and they are little pieces of the Bible and they have a, a blank page. There's a page of text, a, pa- a blank page, then a page of text, and then a blank page. And that also, I think this format's really good for people who are intimidated to buy an expensive new Bible. Um, mm-hmm. But if there's just one small book of the Bible, you know, and they know it's a little bit more less expensive, it's a lot less intimidating. So I love that. Now, you said that yesterday when y'all had your workshop, you did watercolors. Do you take one focus every time you teach? Like, is it this month going to be watercolors and then next month going to be colored pencils? Is that how you do that? I, I do. And when I first started teaching these classes, I wanted to bring everything. I wanted the ladies to be able to try everything. And it was too much. Mm-hmm. And it was it was very overwhelming. So I learned mm-hmm. very quickly that you know this that we do one thing at a time. One mm-hmm. time back in January, we usually do a word of the year and the ladies kind of bring their word with them or they think about that and we'll do these little acrylic boards where they hand letter their word of the year on those, just the little small ones. One month we'll do gelatos, one month we'll do watercolors. Mm-hmm. And so every month there's our every every session, we don't always do them every month, but every session we focus on a different medium that they can use. I love that. I love that so much. It's less intimidating for me and less mm-hmm. work and it, it gives us a focus and so that they're not overwhelmed. Yeah. When we first started teaching Bible journaling classes years ago, I, I was looking back. So I was trying to think when we first started. And I know about seven years ago was our first time that we did the online Bible journaling mm-hmm. classes. Um, but then we started doing it in the studio as well. And we did exactly what you said. Everything. We printed off a ton of pictures and had them around the studio. We had stamps and acrylic paint and watercolor paint and things that you could add in there with the glue sticks and the gelatos and all the different kind of markers. And it was too much, (laughs) way too much. So absolutely. If you are doing this, if you're wanting to do this in a small group, I think the way that you do it is exactly right. You start with one type of medium at a time. We actually, inside of our paint and praise membership, we, over the next few months are going to be doing Bible journaling and that's how we're going to do it. One medium at a time. Not a, not a, cause we used to do that. Here's everything. And Uh uh, it's just too much. It's people will get overwhelmed with the possibilities and the options and the supplies more so than the practice of using it to get into the Bible. Mm -hmm. You know, I found that just this past weekend, I challenged myself just to take one marker and I did a gray marker and in, and I just read the Bible. And so I'd highlight first the things that I wanted to highlight. Then I'd come back and letter whatever stood out to me and just mm-hmm. drew with that one marker. Now oh. then I could come back and, you know, use colored pencils to fill that mm-hmm. in, but just limiting the supplies to begin with helps you focus on God's word more so than think of, Oh, what do I need to, what do I need to draw? You know? So, um, so I think that limited supply is good on, you know, good on whoever is teaching the class, but also good on the person doing it um, as well. Especially when you're trying to supply 30 or 40 or 
45 people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's, it's a lot easier. And also yesterday that allowed us just focusing on watercolor allowed us to do a page in our journal. And then I wanted the ladies to experience, especially those, a lot of people said, Oh, I haven't done watercolor since I was in kindergarten. And so I wanted them to experience watercolor on watercolor paper. And so mm -hmm. we did it in our journal and then we came back after our break our workshops go three hours and so we came back after our break and worked on watercolor paper so it's the same medium but just a little bit different uh, mm -hmm. take mm -hmm. i love that well now also tell us how you advertise because that's another thing that uh, you know if people are not really in the business of doing classes they might think okay so you've given me some good ideas on how mm -hmm. to set this class up you've given me some ideas on where to, where to do it now, how do I let people know about it? So how do you advertise? Well, fortunately when I do classes through the bookshop, they advertise, they have a mailing list. They send all that out for me. Um, but I still share on my Facebook page, other people who've come to the class share on their Facebook pages. That's the main way we get the word out. When I've gone to churches before, they'll usually allow whoever's sponsoring it. Usually it's just the women's minister who'll come and say, Hey, we're having this, you know, would you do this? And so she'll take care of all that for me and they'll advertise through through the church or through church bulletins or church announcements or however they're going to do that. Perfect. But Facebook is a great way to get the message out. Perfect. 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 All right. Well, I'm trying to think if there are any other questions that somebody who is brand new and wanting to do this might ask. Maybe tell us about the structure of the class because some people, you are a teacher. And I think if you are a teacher, you you know how to kind of organize a class in your head. Um, but let's say that somebody's like, okay, what is the first thing I do? What does that two hours or three hours, what does that format look like? So can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. Absolutely. The first thing we do, and it's a great way to kind of break the ice and get started, we always do some kind of an icebreaker because in, in our format, and even if you have it at your local church, you're going to have people come in who don't know anyone. And so we always go around the table, take about just the first five minutes and go around the table and have everybody tell their name. Yesterday, because it's so hot in Texas right now, yesterday our icebreaker was your name and what you're doing to beat the heat. And so it kind of gets everybody talking and, and through that you learn who has little kids and who is, you know, all that sort of thing and, and really kind of helps build a camaraderie and lets people be comfortable with each other because it's a little bit intimidating to, to sit down and do some artwork of something you've never done before. So that kind of makes people comfortable. Then I usually speak for about five or 10 minutes on why I started Bible joining, why it's important to me, why I'm passionate about it. And then we go into a Bible study. I'll never do a Bible journaling workshop that's just based on art. It's always based on God's word. And so we'll do a Bible study. If that's not something that you're comfortable with, you could just do a devotional based on whatever scripture you're studying. Then I usually give an idea. This is my, my book. I, I've started recently doing PowerPoints because our room is so large that if I'm holding up that little journal, it's very difficult for them to see what I've done in my journal. And so I'll put it on a PowerPoint, but I'll show the ladies, this is how I journal that verse. You're welcome to journal it any way you'd like, but a lot of times they want examples. And so I'll give them an example of how I did mine. And then we'll, we'll spend the rest of the, before the break, we'll spend the rest of that time just usually doing the artwork. And then we'll come back and then we'll usually take a break and we'll come back after the break and do a little bit of a lesson on hand lettering. That it's just um it's just drawing letters and it's your handwriting is built into your dna it's the way god made you but you can improve it by some practicing we just kind of talk just the basics of hand lettering and then they'll go back to their artwork and they'll add 
hand lettering to their artwork. So we kind of do it in, in steps. And then I usually try to come because our, our workshops are normally three hours. So usually at the end, I'll have time to come, come in and do like a really short little devotional or some kind of little lesson or something very, very short. And then we'll do a very short activity at the end, maybe journaling with a napkin, which is pretty short and simple. It doesn't take a lot of time or just a very, very simple page that they can go back and do. Yesterday, we did a chart. We were talking about the difference between law and grace. And so we came back at the very end and did just a little chart in our journals about the, the difference between law and grace. But again, it's getting, it's very visual. And rather than reading tons of text, it's a very, very quick visual that you can look at and see the difference. So a longer lesson then some hand lettering on top of the artwork. And then if you have time, just wrap up with something really, really simple. I love that. That's a great, a great structure. And then you mentioned, you know, if you don't feel comfortable doing a, a Bible study or a teaching on it, you, you know, you said a devotion, you can use other devotions that you just read. If that, you know, if you feel more comfortable with that, there's so many great, I mean, the books that we sent out that, you know, the Grace Lace uh, by Ruth Simons or um, a Jesus Calling devotion, or there's so many devotions out there that if you don't feel comfortable on that first part, you can, you know, let that be your guide. And then also I heard you say, you know, that you use a PowerPoint. Another idea, if you don't have a PowerPoint image or a big screen to put the examples up on, is just to make copies of either your own Bible or if you've seen other inspiration from other places, you can print out copies, have those on the table for people, and then they can kind of see that visual. Absolutely. And I usually have an outline of the morning printed out so people can take notes and that sort Mm -hmm. of thing. One thing that, that might be helpful, it, it can be a little bit intimidating, you know, to think about this and to think I, when I first started doing these, I thought, oh, I've got to be the best artist in the room. And when I got past that mindset, that really, really helped me. I realized now I don't have to be the, my artwork doesn't have to be the best in the room. I, I'm giving a template for other people to follow. It's between me and God. There's no contest. It's not going to be graded. This is, if you, sometimes at the end, we'll all hold our books up or something like that. Just getting past that, just because you're teaching doesn't mean that your artwork has to be over the top. In fact, people like to see, oh, you made a mistake there, or oh, I see your pencil lines there. And that helps them to feel more comfortable with, with doing there. So don't feel like you have to be a fabulous artist to be a or hand letter, hand letterer to be able to do this. Just getting people started. I think that's a great advice because you are, um, what you are bringing is you are providing the experience. They are not there just for you to, to watch you be awesome. They are there for the experience. So you are the guide for that experience. You are setting the stage for people to interact with their Bible in a fun new way. So I think that's a great tip. Thank you for saying that. Another thing that jogged my memory when you said that is we used to, um, in the front of our Bible, when we would do this in actual Bibles, we would insert these little tabs and say, you know, what Bible journaling is and what it is not. (laughs) And on the, what it is not, we would, you know, be sure to say it is not an art competition. It is not just to take a picture and post and see how many likes you can get like that. That is not what it is at all. So thank you for, um, for saying that Yeah, for bringing that up. Well, I think that gives any tangible steps on something that they can do to bring people together and to get into Bible journaling. So thank you for taking the time to come on today and to share this. Is there any last little bit that you would tell anybody that might be thinking about doing this? Have fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. I've met some wonderful people doing this, um, people that I never would have gotten to know if I hadn't taught, if, if it weren't for these classes. 
and focus on the people that you're ministering to. Don't worry about what people are thinking about you. I told this to my little girls last, uh, last week. I did a little camp last week and the girls had a talent show. We were talking about how God makes everyone unique. And the girls had a little talent show at the very end of the week. And they were so nervous about what other people were going to think about them. And I said, you know what? Don't think about you. Think about what people are going to think about you. Think about the joy that you're giving to other people. And I think it, as, as it can make you really nervous to think about getting up in front of a bunch of people and teaching a class. But if you put the focus on what you're bringing to them, I think it changes your perspective. I think that's absolutely right. That is, that's so true. And so much of what we're doing, if you're doing any public speaking, if you're doing any teaching, leading classes like that, think of who you are serving, <laughs> not think about them more than you think about you. So great tips, great tips. Well, again, thank you so much. I think you're going to inspire a lot of people. I told you, you've already inspired me. We're about to start doing more Bible journaling classes here at the studio. And I'm super excited about that. It's just been a long time. We used to do them a lot and then we just kind of stop for a bit for no real reason other than just, you know, just who knows. And so we're about to get back into that a lot more and we're super excited about it. So, all right. Well, thank you again so much. Thank you. Have a good weekend. You too. See you soon. Hey y'all. So since this podcast was recorded, we have worked on something pretty special that I think you're going to love. After we recorded this podcast, it was really on my mind and my heart that I wanted to create something for leaders who want to have a Bible journaling workshop or a class or experience, but they maybe just feel like they're not quite equipped enough. Now, I think this podcast gave you a lot of great tangible takeaways, but if you still need a little more structure, we have got a fun curriculum of sorts to offer you to where all you have to do is hit print and play. This is a four session curriculum to where you are going to hit print and you've got a leader's guide, supply list, handouts for the people in the class, Bible journaling, traceables for hand lettering and doodles, all the things that you'll need printed for the class. And then you can hit play and we'll have one small device devotion with me leading that and then one technique video that we are teaching a Bible journaling technique and example. So literally you just get the people there and provide a fun little space and then we help you do the rest. So if this sounds like something you're interested in, text us the word Bible to 1-334-249-1880 and we can send you some more information on this. Again, this is for leaders wanting to create a Bible journaling class workshop within their church, maybe in their home, maybe at a coffee shop, wherever you want to do it is good. This is just going to provide some structure so that we can kind of hold your hand through this as you lead other people into diving deeper into God's word and using art to do it. So again, text us the word Bible to 1-334-249-1818. I think this is going to be super helpful for you.